Well, we... Thank you. ...started up on his six when he pulled through the clouds, and then I moved in above him. Well, if you were directly above him, how could you see him? Because I was inverted. Bullshit! <coughs> Starting Strength fans, it's Pete Troopus to give you the rundown on everything we have coming up for Starting Strength events. Seminars. Next one will be in Wichita Falls, September 11th through the 13th. Then Denver, Colorado at Starting Strength Denver on October 16th through the 18th. And then finishing out this year will be back in Wichita Falls on December 11th through the 13th. If you're looking to become a starting strength coach or just get better at coaching the lifts, we do have coaching development camps available. The next one will be in Denver at Starting Strength Denver on August 29th, and that'll be covering how to coach the squat. We do have another one of our new format camps on the list, the Self-Sufficient Lifter Camp. That's going on August 15th in Wichita Falls, where we cover the squat, the press, and the deadlift. But we also teach you the best angles to film from and how to diagnose your shitty form. Our next three lift camp covering the squat, the press, and the deadlift will be in Singapore at Hygieia Strength and Conditioning on November 29th. We still have our squat and deadlift camp in Moodus, Connecticut at Anino Strength. That's going on September 19th. And then we've added a new squat and deadlift camp to the list August 30th in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where there are two seasons, winter and road work. And then finally, we'll have a nutrition camp on September 12th, hosted by Bob Santana and his beautiful head of hair at Chicago Strength and Conditioning you guessed it, Chicago. Starting Drink Gyms are open and operating where you can come in and get yelled at by a coach for less than $30 a session. Find a location or to request a location or just get more information in general, head over to locations.starringstrengthgyms.com. And for more details or registration information, or just to find out if I'm actually lying to you about any of this stuff, you can head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet, ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. It's Friday. So what? Fucking Friday. <laughs> Happens once a week. It's no big deal. But here we are, and it's Friday. And uh, we're here with our friend Justin Nazaroff from the socialist hellhole of Novi, Michigan today. <laughs> and yeah, uh, like thanks for being on the show today, Justin. I've, I've never actually met Justin. He looks like a young, ugly version of me, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, I mean, kind of. He's got more hair still. Not quite as you, pink. Not but. quite as pink. That's because you live in a cloudy wasteland up there that <laughs> doesn't ever have any sun and shit. You never go outside because you build ammo all day. You're hand loading all day, I guess. That's been uh, 95 degrees all week, about 50% humidity. So That's about exactly what it is right here right now. I think maybe yeah. it's 99 and it may be, it's been raining about every 30 minutes here, just a, just enough to make it feel like Maryland, you know, That's just right. enough. And it's just, God almighty, the fucking yard won't quit growing. So you got to go outside this shit and mow the yard. Oh, I, this is ugly. Yeah. Usually by now the yards are all dead. Do y'all, do you have dead yards up there or is it green all year? 
No, summer. they'll they'll stay they'll stay green for the most part. We get enough rain that uh, yeah, it, we, it keeps it alive. Typically, we have two months of not mowing a yard, but I don't think that's going to happen this year. So anyway, I mean, I, I, I prefer that to be honest, but oh, I would too. Oh. I do too. I don't <laughs> like mowing the damn yard. Uh, we get all weird colored. People make fun of me. Well, you could be like mm-hmm. California and just replace your whole lawn with rocks because they're not allowed to water it. So, like they have, Las they Vegas, it, uh, you know, Phoenix. Thing, I believe. I think is Las Vegas and Phoenix. Those may be the same city. I mean, there's casinos in one and no casinos in the other. But other than that, I can't tell the difference. They're both hot wastelands with no grass and. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Skin cancer, number one industry in town. You know. I mean, if I was a dermatologist, I'd move to either Phoenix or Las Vegas. I've had, I'd have offices in both cities is what I would do. Yeah. That yeah, way I would a, be busy all day long. What's Bree looking off to, she's going, uh, rolling her eyes and shit. What is. She is brown. She pays a lot of money for that. She got stay her start mowing my yard. All right, Bree, you're hired. Mow my yard next week. All right, good. That way I know it'll be done correctly. So what the hell are we talking to Justin today for? Well, I'll tell you. He's got a company called Phoenix Ammunition. And they've got a uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Well, or they had a Facebook page. Now Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think that the social media companies are manipulating what you see and the way you receive that information, you are a naive little kid. Uh, They have been, uh, Twitter and Facebook have been managing your information content for quite some time. And one way they do that is they fail to push your content to new listeners. And as a result of that, uh, normal attrition makes your watcher count or friends or whatever they call it on, what do they call it on, on Twitter? Followers. Followers on Twitter go down. If they, if they just don't promote you anymore, your followers numbers go down. Mine have been going down on my personal Twitter account. Uh, I don't, I don't even know how to see how many followers or friends or whatever the hell I have on Facebook. Uh, you keep track of that, don't you, Bree? Has it been kind of steady or been going down? Everything's going down. Because we hadn't played along with the COVID-19 shit. I won't wear a mask on the podcast like a psychopath. What kind of psychopath wears a mask on a podcast? It's been done. I mean seen people do it but uh, uh so facebook just took you guys just off the air right yeah so what happened was uh there was a anti-gun journalist i'll summarize it that way who, who wrote an article about our company and a few others uh which got published on monday of last week what and, did he say uh, in the article what giant pieces of shit you were and yeah. How many people you personally have killed and oh, even and, better that uh, kind of shit. Not, not, not only that, but uh, we, we are single-handedly 
um, providing all of the arms, all of the small arms for the uh, for the coming race war, uh, because of course you know the only people who believe in the Second Amendment are white supremacists and what right. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's been obvious for you know hundreds of years. So uh, <laughs> God Almighty. Despite the fact that we are members of the National African American Gun Association as a company, ah, they and, don't uh, exist. Of course, they don't not. exist. That's right wing propaganda, white supremacist right. propaganda. Also, yeah, they, that organization did, didn't actually real. They don't actually exist. Basically, uh, they they had some specific issues with. Uh, with us, you know, talking about the Boogaloo, which uh, you, you've mentioned a couple of times here and there. Well, let's but, talk about that, because that's sure. kind of what I'm most interested in. All right. Now, <laughs> so you guys sent me this wonderful shirt. Yes. And, you know, I normally don't dress in loud colors like this. I normally favor the three-to-a-pack navy blue, 100% cotton Hanes T-shirts. You know that I wear with my green Carhartt pants, and uh, that's my normal. Yeah, but you you guys sent me this beautiful shirt, and yes. I what I I opened it up and I thought, well, fuck, it's a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> what a wonderful deal! It's a Hawaiian shirt, and then uh, so uh, I didn't even look at it. I just put it on, and I thought, well, you know, Hawaiian shirts are kind of cool. I got friends in Hawaii. I uh, probably ought to wear a shirt every once in a while from Hawaii, so I put it on. And then I noticed that there's a gun somewhere on the stand. Here he is. Yeah. There's a bird. Right in the, right in the chest. There's a bird. I'm oh, sorry. Right around the bottom, yeah, the bottom it's corner. right yeah. there. I got it right there. There's, a, there's an AR there of yeah. some sort. Adjustable stock-looking creature. And, and what yeah. kind of bird is that? Uh, I'm not sure. Some kind of a toucan. Oh, that's a uh, toucan. Oh, I see him. He's a toucan. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys saw it his beak in half with your zipper. Yeah. All right. I like to, I just keep my, uh, hold on. Earbud maintenance time. They just won't stay in. I don't have sufficient earwax to grab and hold them in. Uh, so I like to, I like to keep the shirt open because it, Exposes my masculine, hairy chest to <laughs> hundreds of thousands of potential mates. <laughs> Especially here on this highly this popular podcast, the hit podcast, Starting Strength Radio, the most important podcast in this industry. Uh, so, uh, poor fucking toucan, look at him. Saw it his beak in half. So... Anyway, I we I, I wore this thing. When did I wear this? Been a couple. It's been a month or two. It was a Q and A episode, right? And then uh, people in the comments said, "Rip, is that a Boogaloo shirt you're wearing?" And I said, "What the fuck is a Boogaloo shirt?" I never heard the word before. You know, and suddenly people are asking me about a Boogaloo shirt. And I had no idea what the hell it that term actually meant, and I'm not sure I still do. So sure. would you just go over this real quick? Am I now not only a white supremacist, but a Nazi? Probably. Um, so <laughs> the Boogaloo is 
more or less the the term that you that we in the in the uh, hardcore gun culture uh, internet meme culture community use as a substitute for what what the prepper guys used to say in the old days, which was when shit hits the fan. So right. you know you're you're collect you're preparing for the worst. And right. you know I've been I've been saying that stuff for 10, 15 years. I'm I'm not the kind of guy that's building a bomb shelter in his backyard or anything, but I'm a I'm an American guy that has a little bit of food and water on hand and a backup generator and people think that that makes you crazy. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah. Remember those the, the, you mean the people think you're crazy, the ones that were standing in line to get toilet paper three months yeah, ago? Exactly. Didn't have anything yeah. to wipe their ass on and yeah. uh you're crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, the ones living in a I understand. high rise apartment building downtown somewhere that don't own a car and are right. still cowering in fear under the kitchen the, table uh, because of the yeah. coronavirus wafting around in the atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. You know, just it's the wind blows it, you know. That's it's so like dangerous. pollen. It's pollen. <laughs> it's, so it's like pollen. You have to wear a mask all the time, but in order to test it, they've got to stick a fucking Q-tip all the way down your throat. Right. Yeah. Which is perfectly safe, right? Oh, got somebody's beeping on me here. It's Rogan. Is that Rogan again? Yeah, it's Rogan. God damn it. I don't know how many times I have to tell him. Let me just turn the beeper off so he won't bother me. Uh, I really get tired of him. I really do. This constant nag, nag, nag. Rip, come on the show. Rip, we need you on the show. Your perspective is important. Fuck off, Joe. Talk to <laughs> Louis Simmons again, man. I don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, the boogaloo. Where'd the yeah. word come from? I don't. I, I really. I'm still. I, you know, I was confused. I, I was awfully confused. Thirty years ago, I didn't know what Pac-Man meant. What the hell did Pac? Well, I mean, it's a little guy that does this. He's a man. What does Pac mean? You know, these words mean things. Like Donkey Kong, remember that? The hell was that all about? Donkey Kong, and it wasn't a donkey. It was a monkey, right? <laughs> and that's, of course, that's racism now, but but at the time, it was just a video game. It was called Donkey Kong, and I never did understand. There's no donkey here, and a donkey, I mean, it's a D-O-N-K-E-Y. We know what a donkey is, right? Shrek reminded us. What a donkey was, all right? So everybody, even if you don't know what a donkey is, you do, in fact, know what a donkey is. But those words mean to So what is boogaloo? What the fuck so, is that? So the origin of the word boogaloo is a 1980s um, breakdancing movie. And so I, I really have never actually seen the movie. I don't know anything about it. But there was a sequel to this movie called Break-In to Electric Boogaloo. And Break so, into electric boogaloo. Yeah, so then, somehow so missed that, that one. The the premise is that the the boogaloo is the second of something, and so they they said, okay, if we're gonna have a second American Revolution, instead of saying when shit hits the fan, we'll we'll call it the boogaloo because it's the second coming of the American Revolution. You know that is a damned tenuous relationship. Yeah, very very tenuous. I mean, I, I really, somebody thought real hard about that, you know, 
the boogaloo yeah. because of this movie. I mean, it's a great word. It's it's hilarious. It and, it's a it's a yeah. It's kind of a silly sounding word, but it. I mean, if, is there a dictionary definition for the word boogaloo? All right. Not that I'm aware of. No, I don't. I, don't I bet there is. I think no, it's I a dance. <laughs> Isn't it refer to a dance of some sort? That's the thing that pops into my mind. Is it? It's like a dance. It could be. Well, our crack production staff is. <laughs> on the motherfucker. Let's see. Say that real loud into that microphone that you've got right there. It was a popular dance to rock and roll music, and it was popular in the 60s. See? See, that's why so it popped into my... What? I knew that there was a dance, that the word referred to something to with respect to a dance. That was what was in my mind when I heard the word boogaloo. But, you know, some idiot comes on... On the YouTube comments, is that a Boogaloo shirt? And I, I'm thinking, well, like the well, dance, like it's a dance shirt. What the hell are we talking about? I don't dance. I hadn't danced in a long time. I used to be a pretty good dancer. You know, at one time I was a good dancer. But, uh, I mean, not at the rock and roll stuff, but when you hold the woman, you know, and, it's, and that's, of course, sexist. But you hold the woman and you, you know, walk around on the dance floor to the beat of the music. How dare you assume her gender? It was that is, that, but obviously, so that's Cancel. what is that transphobia? That's so it's so many things to do wrong now. Uh, is dancing legal? We still dance with COVID, with COVID and the gender situation. Is dancing? We've got to we need a campaign against that. So uh, as long as you have a mask, you can dance. That's still that's still gendering people, I think. Uh, so that's, uh, but so Boogaloo, you, you fucking internet kids have come up with this goddamn thing about the Boogaloo that is the, it's got to do with the coming civil war. Right. Right. So the, the that idea we're is going to win. It's a collection of people that are generally fed up with the way things are going. And, right. and it's, it's people who, who can foresee that as being the quite quite possible and maybe inevitable conclusion from continued unchecked power and the idea that it seems even more obvious that we live in a in a tech oligarchy that is complicit in in all of this and so so you mean people by that you mean people with their heads out of their asses yes right correct that's who you're talking about right so does everybody the logical question now is, does everybody who has their head out of their asses need one of these shirts? I, I would think so, yeah. yeah. I guess so. Well, you guys so, need to ramp up production. So they take, you, they take you off of Facebook. Do you have yeah. a website we do. that it's, they uh, can't be taken off of Facebook? So, um, what's that website? Not only did they get rid of our Facebook, but they also got rid of our Instagram page, which, oh. to be honest, is something that I use more for marketing than Facebook. Even well, then uh, what's it's your? Easy to go let's have your website it. address. What's your web yeah. address? And we'll we're going to start the process of converting you from these communist fucks to your own self sufficiency on the internet. What's that website oh, sure. again? It's, uh, 
www. We don't need the www. I'm only old people say that. All right. <laughs> well, you are a boomer, so boomers. Yeah, well, that's me. I'm a boomer, so uh, I am right. I'm squarely a boomer, squarely Square. in the boomer camp, and so it's three w www. dot just so nobody's Phoenixammo.com. Now that's not P H O E N I X. That's F E N I X dot com. Phoenixammo.com. Phoenixammo.com. We'll put that up on the screen here. In a in a we'll prominently display that on the screen here. Those of you that are watching this podcast instead of merely listening to it on one of the uh, outlets that we are permitted still to distribute this podcast. Uh, it's f e n i x a m m o dot com, right? Uh, expect to be crashed. We hope so. We'll crash the website for you. Please do. So, uh, you guys uh, are um, selling these beautiful shirts, but what else do you sell? What do y'all? What do you? What do you sell through the website? What do we do? So we sell, uh, we, we manufacture ammunition products here and we sell those through the website all over the country to all the states that we're permitted to ship to. Uh, all, all, basically any state, every state that you can imagine we probably wouldn't be able to ship to, we can't ship to. California, Massachusetts. New York. New York, right. Connecticut, well, New fucking Jersey. Uh, but we can't ship to New York City or Buffalo, but we can ship to the rest of the state. Uh, and Illinois is similar. Ah. We can't ship to Chicago, but we can ship to the rest of the state of Illinois. Right. Uh, and there are some other states that are that are that way as well. Hawaii we can't ship to because they're Democrat and also because they're not on the mainland, which is also why we can't ship to Alaska because uh, ammo can't be shipped via air services. And it would have to obviously cross the border to go by ground, which would require right. an export permit. So well, there. which would require them going through the socialist utopia of Canada. Yes. Uh, in which no one is permitted to. They don't, they don't have the king's permission. They don't. Um, Canadians. I don't know. It's, just, it's a sad situation up there. Some of those people are good people. They're 30 minutes away from but, us. I I, I could get to the I can get to Canada in forty five minutes over the bridge. Not that I, I want to. But well, but if you, but it's that's how close they are to us. Yeah. It's how close people don't understand. They're Canadians south of New York City. That, yeah. You know, it hangs down into the middle of the United States. Which is uh, I don't know how why do we tolerate that? I don't, why, why, why has this been tolerated? Why have we not annexed it? I mean, you still love your little brother. It's just they're not, you, know, you just feel sorry for them. Yeah, yeah. They've messed up their lives. It's a pity situation. All right, so anyway, uh, so USL ammunition, and yep. uh, and these guys keep sending me this 44 mag stuff. And, I, you know, I appreciate it. They sent me two boxes of 44 mag, and uh, – and I've got this all loaded in the 44 mags I've got. I've got like three of those. And I've got Phoenix ammo. Just I carry that gun with that loaded. But nobody shoots 44 mag, do they? 
you, 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 no, I'm telling you, we don't want the damage to our wrists. Our wrists are old. Yeah, boomers don't actually shoot their guns. They just collect them. Yeah. That's primarily what I do. Yeah. I just have them. Right. I, have, I shoot a little bit, but not much. Because uh, it's so much trouble to go down to the range, even though it's at my house. <laughs> it's just so much trouble. I'm always mowing. <laughs> I just don't have time with all the mowing. So I, I don't, uh, don't get to shoot much, but... I appreciate the ammo, but you're nice. discontinuing that. That's what I hear, right? Yeah, we um, our our primary market is competitive shooters and people that take uh, training classes and revolver calibers. Just don't really sell. When we first got up and going four years ago, we did a lot of business at gun shows, and we've moved away from that as a sales channel. So we just we just don't really have a way to sell 38 Special and 44 Magnum, uh, those kinds of calibers. Almost everybody's shooting nine millimeter these days. Yeah, it's a it's a vicious round. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> when the cops got to shoot you thirty seven times with the nine millimeter to get you to stop doing that, <laughs> I don't. Know. I re I remember that story uh, from about five years ago. It was about it's thirty eight special story. This lady's in her house. This is in Georgia, someplace. Ladies in her house, Georgia. Guy starts hammering on the kitchen door from the backyard, trying to break into the house. She runs up the stairs, uh, goes into the bedroom, grabs her 38 revolver, and then hides in a closet. Hmm. Little closet. You know, like six foot deep closet. Right? Guy runs up the stairs, rummaging around. I guess he was looking for her. He finally opens the closet door. She shot this guy. She fired all six rounds and hit him with five rounds. As this thirty-eight special, he goes back down the stairs, goes out the back door, goes around to the front of the house, gets in his car, and drives down the street. Oh my god! And finally realizes about two blocks later, oh shit, I'm shot, <laughs> and runs into a tree. Which indicates to me that a thirty-eight special is rather inadequate round to shoot somebody with. It should indicate well, to you that she shot him in the wrong spot. She did shoot him in the wrong spot. Had she been able, like a trained marksman, to put that thing in his eyeball, that fucker would have fallen down the stairs, not walked down the stairs. Yeah. If you have a gun, you should train. Nick, you you're missing my point. And I know, I know you're intentionally missing my point. As I know, I know operator guys that say that the best carry guns are 380. I don't, yeah. You've heard that. I, You've heard it, right? Would, yeah, I have heard that. I, I've heard a million different opinions yeah, over the years. If you could put a 380 in a guy's eyeball reliably, sure. yeah, sure, carry the damn thing. I'm a, Technology has improved. Right. So. You know, what, one of the big reasons that police moved away from revolvers was the, uh, I believe it was the Miami shootout, the famous uh, Miami bank shootout. And, uh, you know, these guys came in with automatic rifles and, and held up a bank and there was, uh, they got surrounded by the police. And so in the aftermath, after they had killed a couple of police officers and they had finally gotten uh, killed, they found a 38 special bullet that had been fired from the first responding officer on the scene 
and it was two millimeters away from his aorta. And it, it so the whole thing could have been ended by the first round that had been fired. So that's when had it the, been uh, better than a thirty-eight special. Right. Yeah, it would have been. So that's when the FBI started getting interested in uh, depth of penetration and things like that. And so then they they went to 10 millimeter and then they realized that 10 millimeter was a great and powerful round. But all their agents were complaining, uh, especially the ones of the female persuasion, because the guns were too powerful and there was too much recoil. So then they invented 40 Smith & Wesson, which is basically watered-down 10-millimeter. Right. And, you know, as such, it's clearly sexism. Yes. Clearly, the, I hadn't realized that before, that yes. the 40 Smith & Wesson is, is sexism. Uh, it's pandering. Pandering to yes. to males who, well, something like that. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of think I, that... The cops like to play army too much. Uh, You're right. Myself, I think that a, I think that for a beat officer, a patrol officer, a a, a forty four special revolver uh, would be a would be just fine. That's that would do, that would do the job he needs to do. And I don't see why a patrol officer has to have, you know, five backup mags on his belt. Uh, that's not what I want him doing. Uh, I mean, these people get themselves in a lot of trouble PR wise by trying to play army like that famous picture from, uh, oh, those two fat guys down in El Paso behind the armored person, armored personnel carrier. These two fat piles of shit are coming around there with the, you know, they're in street clothes. But they've got you know all this shit hanging off of them and everything, and they're gonna they're gonna by God show somebody some shit. That's, right? that's what we call meal team six. <laughs> meal team six. <laughs> 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 yeah, you remember the picture clearly. I see. Uh, and that was in, that, they were enforcing some lockdown shit. It was, that's what yeah, was. yeah. That's the crazy. We, we, thing. We, yeah, we, uh, they're gonna they, they're gonna they shoot this bar all the way up because people are in it, yeah. and they're not supposed to be in it. So we're gonna put them all down. Right. Oh, God damn. <laughs> I just love that picture. It was, what else do you need to know, you know, about the whole damn thing? So, anyway. We, we actually paid the bail money to get one of those guys out of jail. Did you really? Yep. One yep. of those two guys that was in the picture? Uh, or a guy, analogous guy? No, it was a guy in Texas. I can't remember his name. I, it started with a J, I believe. But uh, they they got arrested for they they basically were standing out front of a bar uh, and were going to act as security. Uh, and the police came up and arrested them all. So we we contributed a thousand dollars to his GoFundMe and and that got him out of jail, uh, paid his bail. You talk about one of the guys that was guarding working for the bar at the time. It's off duty. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, I, I don't know if he worked for the bar, but he was there. I think he was a patron, actually. And was well, offering- uh, no, the one I'm talking about is the two fat guys standing okay. in front of, shielded by, shielded yeah. from what, beer bottles, I guess, by the, by the armor personnel carrier. Uh, you know, oh, definitely meal team six. <laughs> and, and these guys are 
these guys are, by God, they mean business, man. They're coming around that thing, and there are some people over here breaking the goddamn law. This cannot stand. It cannot stand. It will not stand. And, you know, I, you, you show people shit like that, and you, you make them mad at the cops. You know? Now, the reason for showing that picture, I don't know if it was intentionally to make them mad at the cops, but it has that effect. It even has that effect on me, and I'm not typically as mad at the cops as some people are. I'm a lot less mad at the cops now than I was 10 years ago. You know, but because yeah. uh, I've seen a lot of of abuses of police power, uh, I had a. In fact, I had a guy one time. Me and a and a girlfriend were were driving on the street uh, one day, and some jackass in Wichita Falls is on the special detail to enforce seatbelt laws. <laughs> so we. We, we came down the street, turned left onto, onto a street, and then two blocks later, this guy, two blocks later, this guy uh, pulled us over and gave us both a seatbelt ticket. Well, she didn't live here at the time, and uh, I did. She just paid it. And I said, we're going to court on this. We're going to court because this is bullshit. And uh, this guy saw him at court. He got up on the stand. And told the the court right there in front of the judge and Jesus and everybody else that in the space of two and a half blocks, he pulled up behind me, observed that I was not wearing a seatbelt. Pulled up beside, pulled to the to the left and pulled up beside the driver's side door, visually verified that I was not wearing my seatbelt fell in behind me and pulled around to the right to my passenger's side and verified that she was also not wearing a seatbelt and then pulled back behind me, turned on his lights, and pulled me over. Wow. It Under oath, in two and a half blocks. It just sat there with a perfectly fucking straight face. Yeah. So, you know, I got out of the ticket, but nonetheless, that was that was an interesting lesson. These people will lie. Yeah, eye-opening. It's, sure. it's eye-opening. They will lie. Now, not all of them are this this chicken shit. I mean, if but the, the thing that came into my mind is if this guy will lie about a seatbelt ticket. What else will he lie about? <laughs> what will he not lie about? Right. Oh, yeah, and, and he... Uh, I think he uh, finally it's, retired it's, it's, with a pension. It's an 80-20 distribution. Yeah, it you know, is. You're right. 80% of police officers are great people. We deal right. with a lot of police departments. I, that's, uh, that's I trained probably BJJ right. with a ton of officers, great guys. Yeah. And uh, I know. You know but You're absolutely right, but the fact that they tolerate ass fucks like that, working true. with them is a, is a bad sign. It's a bad yeah. sign. They shouldn't tolerate that. Yet they do. They shouldn't, but it's just like it's like teachers. Yeah. You know, the same thing happens, and they have the teachers' unions, they have the police unions. It makes it very tough to weed out bad people. It and does. they all suffer for it. That's, and that's what it's for. That's what the unions that's are for. Exactly. That's their purpose. Provide job security to people who should not have job security. Right. Right. 
So anyway, what were we talking about, about ammunition? Anyway, you said something about uh, pistol ammunition. So you guys load primarily for competitive shooters, right? So that's yeah. two twenty three, uh, five five six. Five five six right. two two three two two uh, three rifle three hundred blackout in rifle ammo. Right. Then uh, in pistol calibers, nine millimeter, forty Smith and Wesson, uh, three fifty seven Sig, forty five ACP, and ten millimeter. And right. um, we've we've gone hard after the competition market, and then that led into training professional training companies as well. Uh, we do a little bit of law enforcement sales. It's not a huge percentage of our business. Most of what we do is direct to consumers. Uh, and we've, we've, we do a lot of frangible ammunition now. Uh, training with steel targets is becoming really popular. Right. Uh, but regular ammo, you, you can't train real close to the target because you risk things coming back at you. So we right. make ammo that has a special projectile that turns to dust, basically, when it hits a, a steel target. Right. So that's that's picked up significantly in the last last year. So what is your best selling product? Nine millimeter probably accounts for I would say fifty percent of our total business, and then two two three probably accounts for thirty thirty five percent. Right now, it's skewed a little more heavily toward nine because two two three components uh, were a little harder to get at the beginning of, of this whole you know, COVID crisis, uh, but nine millimeter components were still a little bit uh, more available. Now, really nothing is available. So we're kind of at the mercy of our suppliers. Uh, yeah, everybody many, is. Everybody is, of everybody course. Is. Things are clearing up a bit. It's 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 a tough challenge because, you know, like obviously um, I, I bought a whole set of weights for my house recently and I, I had to wait in line just like everybody else. Oh, yeah. stuff rogue. But, you know, they can start getting containers in from China pretty quick, whereas with, with ammunition products, you can't import them from most of those countries. And the countries that you can import components from, the the permitting process can take six to eight weeks or more. So all the domestic suppliers know that, and they've been using the last couple of months to try to squeeze people like us out of business uh, while they can raise prices on their own products because they make their own components. They're more vertically integrated than right. we are, and they're taking advantage of that. And we all know it. That's what they did uh, back in 2016 before the election. That's what they did back in 2012 with Sandy Hook. But the difference now between uh, what's happening now and those uh, those you know shortages is we, we're seeing a huge amount of first-time gun owners, people that are, in a lot of cases, liberal Democrats who are realizing that the police aren't going to be there to save you. And right. uh, so you've got to figure because out Because you defunded them. Solution. Because you defunded them. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to be right. there to save you because you thought it was okay for them to not be there to save you. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean if, they, if they could have saved you anyway, I mean, it, now yeah, they're not even there to investigate what the hell happened. So, uh, yeah, they're just not going to show up. I mean, here in Michigan, there were several large police departments that said they weren't going to respond to minor property crimes because they were afraid of getting coronavirus. So, <laughs> I mean, what, are, how, are you kidding me? How, how does that happen? Oh, shit. I don't know, but it, that's a, it, 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 we, hey, you guys are a union state, right? 
More money, less work. More money, less work. More money, less work for days and days and weeks and months and years, right? So anything they can do to get out of a get out of part of the gig, they're going to keep the same salary. I guess they're going to do. But uh, I hate to say that, but you know, living in a free state like Texas, we wouldn't put up with that shit. You know. Well, our governor just announced that uh, wearing masks is now mandatory while in indoor spaces. And if you as a business refuse to enforce that, that that you are subject to a fine. So we'll we'll be waiting for that. Your governor is an interesting woman. That's one way to put it. That is... That's a that's a that's an interesting set of circumstances out there that a whole bunch of people in Michigan are willing to deal. I guess willing to put up with it. When's your election? Just out of curiosity. When is uh, that gubernatorial election? Governors, not soon enough. But no, uh, no, no. Not not for not for two more years. Oh God, two and a half. Oh no, man. Uh, she's going to be uh, she's going to be pretty easy to run against. I would bet. You would think so. You would think so, but maybe not, huh? You, they, they, they ran an absolutely terrible candidate against her uh, two years ago, and that's really the only reason why she's there. Uh, it, that I'm not really sure who they're going to run against her, but they better start figuring it out because I don't well, they we had four more years. All they just need to do is just collect video. Collect yeah. video of her talking and then run that, run that as the campaign. It's like running against Joe Biden. Just play <laughs> videos of Joe Biden. That's all you really have to do. You, you hear about the, the situation in New Mexico? Uh, no. Oh, God, we, we drive back and forth through New Mexico all the time because I've got the place in Colorado. And it is if you are a visitor from out of state into New Mexico and you stop in New Mexico – you are supposed to uh, self-quarantine for 14 days within the wow. state of New Mexico. In other words, if you live in New Mexico and have been out of state for any reason, any reason. when you come back to New Mexico, you are supposed to self-quarantine for 14 days when you come back. You go across the state line to Texas. To do a business deal or something like that, come back that day. That's incredible. You are supposed to quarantine for 14 days. Uh, if you uh, happen to be uh, traveling across New Mexico and are so foolish, do not have made better plans, uh, and stop in New Mexico for the night, oh, wow. like you're going down I-40, going down I-40, you get to Albuquerque, and you, you know it's 11 o'clock at night, and you want to get a hotel room, you have to stay 14 days. No shit. You have to stay wow. 14 days. Masks are mandatory if you are outside of your house. Oh, it's it's the whole time. This Michelle Lujan, whatever her fucking name is, is, uh, is of the same cloth as, uh, as uh, Heil Whitmer. Up there in uh, big, big Gretch, uh, big Gretch. <laughs> she, uh, th- these people are. Uh, they do they. 
do they not care or do they not know what they're doing to their state I, by behaving in this bizarre know, way? I, I don't know how you can see. I don't know how you, how you can't see what you're doing. Uh, and and I'll be honest with you, as bad as she is, I'll tell you what makes me more angry. Um, my, my wife teaches um, Pilates classes. I know, not a real workout. Oh, but, good. Uh, she, she, she does train, though. So, oh, well. Um, but the gym that she teaches at is the person that owns it is refusing to open until she has the governor's permission. And Personal as, permission. As a small business owner, I just I can't understand the mentality of somebody that owns a business and, and isn't isn't desperate to see that business succeed to the it's point a, where that you would you would take the risk of getting fined so that she, you can make sure your business is successful. It, she it, doesn't. It, that is the attitude of someone who doesn't need the money. That's exactly. That's correct. exactly where that comes from. If you don't need the money, and you can afford to obey irrational commands like that, then go ahead and, you know, so in other words, this is a hobby gym for the owner. Exactly. It's yeah, a hobby. It's, it's a hobby. Exactly. She's not serious. She doesn't care. She's either a trust fund baby or, uh, yeah. you know, well, uh, not dependent on her own income for, uh, the, uh, maintenance of the, of the existence of the facility. So yeah, it's a, it's damn sure a strange thing uh, to see people just roll over on their backs and obey this irrational shit like our governor. Like our governor here in Texas. Uh, we, you know, a lot of us had, uh, had a pretty good impression of him prior to this last little deal. Uh, yeah, he started off you know, He started off talking a good game. And then... Oh my God! The cases are increasing. Cases. Cases. Have you people not figured out what cases are yet? Yeah. Do you, do they, you even know what the fucking term "case" means? They don't understand that a case and an infection are two different things. We're not talking about the same quantity when we say cases and infections. Right, and I thought everybody had that all sorted out two or three months ago, because we were talking about it quite a bit, and the case rate, and the case case fatality rate, and the infection fatality rate, two different numbers, case rate, infection rate, two different numbers. The more tests you run, the more cases you're going to discover. Right, and then couple that with the fact that the case data is fudged almost all the time. If you've got a, a, a new case rate, you're going to have to figure in an error percentage into that, and the errors sometimes are not intentional. Sometimes they are. Uh, we've all heard the stories. And yet, the second biggest economy, state of Texas in the, in the United States, is, uh, was on the way back you know, from this silly-ass goddamn lockdown and now here we are back to where we were in April. Square one. And, uh, you know. And they're, not, they're not talking about deaths anymore either. They've, they've no, 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 no. You can't because we're just talking about cases. 
Because that's a number that's going up, and that's what we need to do. Because if we can't make people afraid, then they won't obey our bullshit orders. People obey bullshit orders because they're afraid not to, either because of the fine or because they, you have convinced them with your news media that uh, they are going to die. And we know who dies from this. And it's not, you know, the 38-year-old guy walking into the sandwich shop to place an order with a mask on. Oh, it's uh, you know. So, I man, I I thought that uh, I thought Greg was better governor than that, but now you just uh, at some point they're all just politicians. They show their true colors. And eventually. All, at some point, they just want to be reelected, and uh, his calculation is: well, I've got to do something, even if it's wrong. I've got to do something, even yep. if it's wrong. I've got to do something. I, just, Action. I, take I have to be perceived as caring because if I don't do something, I'll be perceived as not caring. It's not that I'll be perceived as intelligent. It's that I'll be perceived as not caring and caring is so much more than in, so much more important than intelligence. Feelings I mean, are the, much more the, important. The, the, than, funny, the funny part about this to, to people like me in, in this industry is you know, this is we've been seeing this for years because they'll every time there's a, a shooting of any kind. Oh, yeah, uh, that's the that's what they say. We, we have to save everybody. We have to save the children. If it's only if we save only one life, it's if it saves it. the life of Same one child. arguments repeated over oh, yeah. and over, you know, this because people this are innumerate. This we are living in innumerate society. People don't understand arithmetic. You tell them that 50,000 people are dead across the country, well, that's, that's half the population of Wichita Falls. <laughs> and I live here in Wichita Falls. What if half of the people in Wichita Falls were dead? <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and people say, you know, they, they can't understand the, even the concept of statistics. You know, they don't understand that, well, how many people uh, die in the United States every year? 2.1 million people die in the United States every year. Right? And how many people have died in the United States of COVID-19 so far? And that's 130,000 right now. Okay. Yeah. Think about this now. That's about 6%. Even if that number's not bullshit. And, and, of course, the number's bullshit. That, that death number is in, it's utter, complete bullshit. But let's just assume it's not. Assume it's true. That's about 6%, right, of the total number of people who would have died anyway this year in the United States. Now, you take that statistics and you compare it to what we have done to the society. We've added $7 trillion to the national debt Unbelievable. in this period of time. Seven tri that, that, $27 trillion is not actually a number. You know, it might as well be 27 quintillion dollars yeah it's it's not it's just comprehensible. it's not it's incomprehensible it's irrelevant too it's, it's completely irrelevant uh as long as you can pay the interest on that and sometimes at some point that'll stop being done too oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah uh, then the number doesn't matter and uh and you've done that and you've done that to everybody because you're afraid that a few more people then get sick and die every year 
are going to get sick and die. You know, I'm sorry. You can't have a war on death. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to fix it up so nobody dies. People are going to die. And if you make the rest of us so goddamn miserable in the wake of your actions that we all want to kill ourselves, then more people are going to die than what you had in mind. That's right. That's right. I I don't know well, how the suicide this is... rates are up across the board. So oh we God, know yeah, that. that's 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 fact. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, and uh, I think we just need to make suicide illegal. That's right. Well, that's what they always point Definitely. to with, uh, with gun bans. Is they they say you know if we if we ban if we ban if we ban all these kinds of guns, then we will somehow lower the suicide rate, but we can look at, you know, Japan's got a higher suicide rate in the United States. There's no guns anywhere. And right. uh, the suicide oh, rate in Australia didn't change one iota when they banned guns in, in Australia where they were previously available. So we have the data. We know that yeah. that's false. Justin, the facts, although interesting, are <laughs> irrelevant. Are irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, you have to keep that in mind. The facts, although interesting, yeah. are irrelevant. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know that I could stand to be in the gun industry because of because everybody is always looking up your asshole. I mean, you can't go. How long do you go without the ATF in that building over there? Well, we, we kind of get away a little bit better than the gun dealers because we're a manufacturer. So they, they tend to leave the manufacturers alone, but they come really? by about once a year. Yeah. Uh, the manufacturers get a little bit. So um, ammunition manufacturing has the most leeway, um, but we also have a, a firearm manufacturing license as well. So we're able to transfer firearms and things like that. Well, so I would imagine that I would have thought that since that, you know, you guys were in the firearms manufacturing business that they'd be up your ass all of the time because of the potential for you to ship these things, you well, know, and the, so, and the shipping capacity. I would think that the ATF is real jealous of that authority and that they would be all over you about that. Yeah, but we're not generally shipping to – well, with, with ammunition, we're shipping to individual people, but – but there are really very few laws that govern um, the shipping of ammunition. There's in most states, at least every free state aside from California, there's no background checking. We can ship ammunition right to somebody's door. Um, and then with firearms, well, we've got to get a hold on that, don't we? The dealer. There's an obvious oversight. Yeah. So, um, but with with the gun stores, you know, they're dealing with people uh, more often. So there's. They're, they're doing hundreds of transfers a week and there's a lot more potential for error and they, they're doing a lot more background check processes. So they, they keep a much closer eye on those people than they do us. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 it is an onerous uh, process to be sure. Um, the, the laws are very, you know, the, the people who write the laws don't, uh, don't know anything about the industry. So, um, you know, they, they do. Oh, they never, that's universally. They have okay. no idea what the consequences are right. and, and who's going to be affected by it until it's already been passed. Right. So. Yeah, that's what's wrong with most regulations. The people that wrote them don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. And as a result, 
nothing good comes of that sort of thing. And it's 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 weird with us because you know if you said that you were going to write a bill, a new health care bill for the United States, everybody would say you've got to include the doctors and the hospitals. But if you're writing a, a gun legislation of some kind. Uh, when we try to participate as an industry, they say, oh, no, no, we can't have that because you guys are all... Uh, it would be obviously an appearance of impropriety if you were, <laughs> you had any input into a into a regulation that directly affected your, your business. Well, that's, that's the appearance of impropriety. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> here's, here's, here's the general rule. 95% of everything that happens everywhere on earth is bullshit. <laughs> 95% of it makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. It's, that, that's the, uh, the I, cynical I, Pareto distribution. I suppose. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's realistic, not cynical. <laughs> yeah. It's actually quite realistic. So I, I, uh, I agree. So, uh, well, so what are you guys going to do about this internet interference that you're experiencing? So um, we actually have uh, hired an attorney. He uh, sent them a demand letter today. Uh, we actually got connected with uh, Stephen Crowder's attorney, uh, half Asian lawyer, Bill Richmond. Right. And uh, so he's, he's drafting some letters and, and he's going to try to work some legal magic. And basically our, 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 our statement is that we we weren't notified. We, to our knowledge, we didn't do anything that violated any of their community guidelines. So um, for them to just delete our accounts without the at least the opportunity for them to say, hey, these are the things that that we believe violated community guidelines. So you can either remove this or we will remove your page in its entirety. Um, I'm not sure whether we would be willing to do that or not, it would depend very much on, on what they found to be objectionable. And we'd, we'd at least be able to make that choice, but they, but they didn't give us that choice and thus they didn't follow their own stated procedures. Right. So we well, feel as if we have a case in that regard. You know, I've, I've kind of on both sides of this issue in a, in a way, uh, on our website, uh, I moderate the boards, and all of our board moderation is uh, – we don't have any unmoderated forums anymore. We got rid of those because they're just too goddamn much trouble. Of course. You know, you get people on there starting fights with each other and going on there and typing words like blurp, you know, <laughs> using up my electrons. They're my fucking electrons. Okay. And – uh and as a result, I can see Facebook's position. It's their fucking company, and they can do what they want to with it. Sure. All right. And if they don't want me on their on their on their website, then I don't want to be on their website. Sure. Uh, and since that's the case, I need to become reliant on something besides Facebook or Twitter or Instagram to to get my content out. And that's why uh, you at phoenixammo.com phoenixammo.com need to become more reliant on your own website. Uh, sure. I think it's probably futile to 
have an attorney deal with Phoenix or, or with uh, with Facebook, Facebook. Twitter, yeah. Instagram. Because, uh, well, I, I mean, you know, the, in the final analysis, this is their company, and it's their sure. website. And if I don't want to approve your post on StartedStrength.com's forums, I'm not going to approve, I'm not going to approve your post. And you can go ahead and sure. get an attorney if you want to. Right. And sue my ass for not approving your post, but you know, it's my and, and it's, general, it's my board, it's and I, if I don't want it on there, right? You know, we we to be to be fair, um, both of those pages are are sort of for fun and for us to show pictures, and it does drive traffic to the site. Sure, it does. We're, we're not allowed. We're we're already not allowed to do any kind of paid advertising, or or advertise products for sale on any of those pages. And right. we, so we've never done that. So they've already, they've always been a limited just exposure pages marketing anyway. Yeah. It's exposure. Uh, so we understand that, you know, the, the issue with that today is they, they're sitting in this gray area of regulation where they enjoy the benefits of being a utility company effectively right. as, a, as a platform. Um, right. AT&T can't hang the phone up on me if they decide they don't like what I say. And in exchange for that, they have legal protection, um, but they also can't edit content the way that a publisher can. And so, right. I think this is going to have to get. This is going to. This is a much larger issue that's going to get sorted out. And people seem to can't. It's like they can't wrap their brains around it. But we, we've been. We did this with railroads. We did this with oil right. companies. We've done this with utility providers, cable. As technology gets. It changes and improves. This is going to be a continuing issue going on into perpetuity. Oh, there's no so, doubt. There's no well, doubt. The antitrust laws at some point will have to be applied in these cases. You know, the politicians and, won't do it, though, because they all need it for their campaigns. That's the real problem. You, Democrats, Republicans, all of them. You can control like the railroads all day, right? But the railroads do not provide information to people. Sure. They provide goods and services to people, but if you control the mechanism by which people's, by which people get information, then you control what they know and you control what they think. There's, it's a much right. more serious problem, absolutely, and they have very, very effectively manipulated. So, for example, Scott Adams, last year, said that. The Democrats will, in fact, win the 2020 election because Google and all of the rest of the information providers that you rely on as a part of every single day uh, on the Internet, which is where all information is exchanged right now. He's, he's, he called it last year. He said, those people do not want Trump reelected, and they are going to fix it so that Trump will not be reelected. It's already been done. And he said the election's basically over. Whoever the Democrats run will be the nominee, will be the president, he said. Now, you have to really have fucked up if Biden is the nominee here. Because... <laughs> The only guy that could prevent that from happening is Joe Biden. Biden. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they're uh, hiding him in the basement. Because, I mean, uh, those of us that have taken care of older parents or grandparents understand when we see Joe Biden, 
we understand what we're looking at, don't we? Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's as if his family hates him. <laughs> I mean, if if that was my dad or my my husband, I would I would and he's out there going, you know, I'd I'd go out and I'd 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 get him gently by the shoulders and I'd say, Joe, it's time to go home. Joe, come on, come come with me. Let's get in the car and let's go home and let's sit. Let's have a seat. Put you in your chair. Get you a cup of hot chocolate, cookie or two. Turn on TV. Put a robe on your lap. Just relax. Come on, it's time to go home. But well, instead, they, this this Doctor Jill Biden must hate his guts. That's all I can tell you. She must hate his guts. I, I think, truthfully, this is part of their plan because I, I think the, the uh, you know underlying all of this, the the left end of the political spectrum hates the fact that 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 there is even a president. They they think everything should be a collective decision, and so oh, yeah. I, I think I think this oh, yeah. is. Way for them to deal like it was with like it was with Stalin, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is a way for them to delegitimize the office, and I mean, we all know who's really going to be making the decisions. It, it's not going to be Joe Biden. Oh it's, no, it's, it's all the people that he's appointed. The, the Democrat National Committee will be running the country if Biden is the is, if Biden is the president. But I, he's I don't put your I, boy Beto in charge of guns. Uh, oh, that's a there's a brilliant Francis idea. Robert. He might as well have put Francis Roberts' kids in charge. <laughs> Beta is what I call him. Beta. I, mean, I gotta be honest. Beta faith in Texas. You guys are, are look. I, you know, I, two years ago I would have said, "Ah, oh, fuck you, Yankee bastard." You know, <laughs> but at this point, uh, you know, I understand your concern. I really do. We've churned out some prizes here recently, haven't we? You know, I mean, you guys go through, it's all over. I know. Texas is, we are going to have a rehash of the Alamo. Well, there's always South Dakota. That's true. Oh, she's got her head out of her ass. Yeah. That's a, that, that, Christy, no, she's something else. She, Christy's a good girl. God almighty. That's a, that's a intelligent yeah. Uh, courageous individual. She doesn't act like a politician, which is no, difficult no. to comprehend, but she doesn't. She's not acting like a politician. And I, you gotta, you gotta admire her. And, uh, I think, uh, oh, there's a few beacons of sanity here and there scattered around the country, but it doesn't take a particularly intelligent person to look at all of the cities that are on fire every Saturday night and realize that without exception, every single one of those places has been run by leftist Democrats for the past 60 years without exception. You're right. There are no exceptions to that rule and pattern recognition. I know is not popular right now. So here's Here's a great little piece of information that a lot of people don't know. Um, you know, people think Detroit is a, a, a war zone, more or less, of violence, and in a lot of cases, that's true. So, um, but what a lot of people don't know is that there isn't a single uh, 
licensed gun dealer in the entire city of Detroit. If you look at the Detroit in the Detroit zip codes, there isn't a single place that you can legally buy a firearm. There are no FFLs. None. In that the only FFLs in the, in the city are manufacturers, people like us that have a, ma- a license because they manufacture parts, but they don't deal with the public. But you, there's not a Dunham, a sporting goods store. There isn't, but there there isn't anything nowhere. Wow. And we actually looked at opening our business in Detroit, and we were basically told that um, we'd rather we you didn't. We don't have enough palms in this city for that to happen. Right. So. You're, you're better off going someplace else. Right, right. Well, at least they were honest with you. Yeah. To, to, to coin a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, God almighty, what are you guys going to do now? I mean, I, I don't think you're in a bad position. I just think what you do nope. is you nope. just forget about social media. Yep. And uh, proceed on your own website. I, I spent about... Five minutes a day on uh, Facebook and Twitter. I'll go over there and I'll I'll put up today's content, right? And I'll see if I've got any messages from old girlfriends or whatever the hell I've you know. And there's of course, of course, there never are any. And then I'll <laughs> I'll uh, I'll turn it off. Yeah, you know, and that, and I don't like- interact with people on Twitter. And Facebook. Those of you that are trying to get me to respond to you on Twitter and Facebook, I'm not going to do it. I have a website for that. It's called startingstrength.com. Rusty just put that up on the screen. Startingstrength.com. And Justin is at phoenixammo.com. Deal with us there. All right? It's We have some control over what goes on there. Okay, but we're not going to talk to you on Facebook and Twitter uh, because sometimes because we can't and sometimes because I look, I don't work for Facebook. Facebook works for me. Right. If I interact with everybody and depend on Facebook, then I become Facebook's product. Correct. And I'm not going to do that. All right, to the extent that I can get on Facebook and promote and make it work for me, then I'll devote my time to it. But I'm not going to become a product of social media because that's what you are. If you're on Facebook all day, you're the product. Because exactly they're, right. they're selling your information. They're making money off of you. Yeah, no, there's I, no doubt about that. I, no doubt at all, and I'm not going to play that game. So... Come to our websites, and our websites are where we spend our time. That's where we write things. That's where we communicate with people that are and, interested in what we're doing. And that's gonna that's gonna be the next frontier. Um, that there's a uh, you know in, in my industry in particular, uh, one of the issues that we face is processing credit cards. So a lot of people don't understand how that works on the internet, but effectively everybody processes credit cards through a very small number of providers yes. who, who handle all that stuff. And all of those shopping cart products are, are, all those and, shopping cart products are provided yeah. by somebody else. Right. And, and there are only maybe two or three that our industry is able to use. Right. And, and those are getting fewer by the year. So that's, that's a whole nother 
issue that we'll have to tackle at some point in time. We do accept Bitcoin, so that's uh, may- maybe our saving grace. But. Well, the you know the porn industry is in the same situation as you guys yeah. are. Well, Amazingly enough, the, 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 the porn industry is it's quite analogous to the firearms industry in lots of ways because lots and lots of people love you, and at the same time, the powers that be hate you. They hate you. And, you know, guns and porn. Hey. I mean, you don't like guns and porn. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. So there, you know, there, there ought to be a coalition. You guys need to get together with those people and come up with your own shopping cart product that nobody can fuck with because that's, it's, they're gonna they're gonna drive your ass out of business, any way yeah. they can. They will they will wipe you out, and they will use the banks to do it. And they've tried it before. They've done it for a while before, and it's not uh, that's not gonna be a problem that goes away. Pretty soon, uh, see you're you're already learning the the boogaloo mentality, Rip. We, we, already- I, yeah, I think I've had it the whole time. I just didn't realize that the word applied. You know, yeah. Well, Justin, thanks for the shirt. Uh, hey, of course. Thanks for your time oh, oh, today. By, by the way, I, we hope you enjoyed the other package we sent. Uh, it was a couple months ago. It was it was pretty big, black colored. See now, I'm the Joe Biden. All right, you're making me into Joe Biden. What the hell was it? What are you talking about? Was it no, no? The ammo packages are like they're little and they're heavy. Yeah. So what no, did this, you... one, this one was pretty big, but, but but I think but I think Bree blushed a little when she opened the box. The chocolate dick is that what you guys sent us? <laughs> did you guys send us the chocolate dick? We did. We did. Bree still. But you has... screwed up the Bree, card. Bree yeah, still you, has you ruined, it. You ruined the joke with the card, though. Bree still has that. Yeah, yeah, the chocolate dick joke. I, that's been six months ago. It's been at least six months ago. What do we do with that thing? It's somewhere here. We need to melt that down and make a pussy out of it. Let's do that. Let's change its gender. Let's regender the present because males are oppressive. So, okay. All right, assholes. Thanks for being on the show, Justin. Of course. Hope to see you someday. Yeah. Uh, We will uh, be in touch. All right. And thank you, you, for watching Starting Strength Radio this weekend. And we'll see you next time.